Shut up, sit down, now listen, wait Relax, my dudes, it's not too late To join in with these awesome fans Marble at them Some chips and OC picks and meat and meat and best girl A high fence one that just won't quite take no It's a podcast. It's also a gun. Hey fellow geeks and anime lovers, welcome to the Geekening Podcast, where today I have a very special guest with me. Hi, I'm Heartless Aquarius. I am a cosplayer from Arizona and the United States. I've been cosplaying for over a decade, so yeah. <laughs> First basic question, what got you into doing you know, cosplay and stuff? Uh, I got into cosplay because me and my family, like, were really into Halloween growing up. Like, really into Halloween. Like, we would have giant Halloween parties every year. And then we accidentally stumbled across San Diego Comic-Con once. And we discovered that you can dress up all year round. So me and my family have been cosplaying ever since. That's kind of how I just stumbled into cosplay. Because I met one of my friends through TikTok. And they're like, yeah, just cosplay. It's fun. It's, it's just fun. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I can skip past the question of how long you've been cosplaying. A long time. Yeah, out of your current cosplays, what is your favorite to do? Uh, ooh, my favorite cosplay? Uh... I feel like I have to say Deku from My Hero Academia, considering how often I post it on my Instagram. Um, and that it's my Discord profile picture, and it's my profile picture everywhere. Yeah, that's your favorite. What was, do you have a, like a least favorite one that you've ever done? Like so one that you just didn't feel like it, like felt right for you to do? Something like that. Yeah, so uh, this cosplay was a long time ago, and I only have like, I don't know, one or two pictures of it. But it was when I cosplayed Victor Nikivarov from Yuri on Ice. Um, I rushed it, I cut a lot of corners, and it just, I, I didn't feel confident, I didn't feel good in it, and actually that, like, scared me from cosplaying male characters for a really long time, because of how bad that experience was, and that cosplay ended up being. Following on from that, like, you said you rushed it, like, you cut corners, what would your advice be to the people listening if they want to get into cosplay or you want to try cosplay? Like, what's the main piece of advice for them? Uh, my main piece of advice is do it for you and make sure you're having fun. Um, because I have fallen into the mindset of like, oh, this has to be perfect. It has to be amazing. And it's impossible to be perfect. You can't be perfect. Um, and when you cosplay just to have fun and just be yourself, like that's when you have the most fun and that's when it's the most rewarding experience. And also, uh, was it closet cosplays? Cosplays don't need to be canon. Yeah, like I've been doing a lot of cosplays, like alternate universe cosplays. It's like Deku, but if he worked in a maid cafe or, um, you know, stuff like that. It's like using, or I did um, 
I mixed um, two characters recently. It was Toga Himiko from My Hero Academia wearing you know Gasai's outfit from Future Diary because they're both yandere's, and it's just using you know reusing things I already um, had. Going to the next question, like, like what's your preference? Do you prefer to doing the AU twists or sticking to canon more often? Uh, I prefer doing twists because I have a lot more creative freedom with it. Um, trying to be canon, like, I fall into, like I said before, like, that spiral of perfection where if I'm trying to be canon, like, sometimes my brain, like, tries to nitpick and find all the flaws. Um, so I prefer doing things where I can have a bit more flexibility and freedom with the designs. Yeah, I understand that part. What was the, like, the, what? Like singular cosplay, the longest for you to like put together or get together to do. Ooh, um, the first one that comes to mind is my Leafeon cosplay from a few years back, um, because I made everything uh, from scratch, uh, and I did a lot of hand beading and a lot of hand sewing, because I wanted to embellish uh, the cosplay, make it very sparkly. Like I hand sewed a bunch of like leaf sequins ab along the bottom of the skirt. Uh, I hand tied um, like a hundred feet of paracord to make a whip, so that way it could be like vine whip. I know Leafyon can't learn vine whip, but I wanted it. I wanted a whip, so I made it myself. Um, you know, de uh, designed and three D printed the handle for the whip. Uh, had to pattern a few things from scratch, like the hood and the ears and the cape. Uh, there's just, there's a lot. Oh, and dye the wig. That was a, a crazy project. Following on for that question, what was the most expensive to put together? Was it the Leafeon or was it another one? Uh, Leafeon was not the most expensive. It's just time consuming. Um, the most expensive? Oh. Uh... I think it's going to have to be any of my collaboration projects with Maze Designs uh, because every year at Phoenix Comic Con, Phoenix Fan Fusion, whatever its name is, um, I would work with uh, a friend of mine who's a local seamstress and we would like make like these intricate cosplays. Uh, so we did like post-apocalyptic Doctor Strange where there's a lot of leather and uh, I had to buy like the Eye of Agamotto um, which was like super expensive, but so worth it. Um, and then I also did Barbarian Sailor Jupiter, which again, there was, since it was D&D &D and I was a barbarian, lots of leathers and like very expensive fabrics, <laughs> stuff like that. Following on from that, what was the least expensive to put together in terms of your material and stuff? Uh, that was my no face cosplay uh, from Spirited Away because I literally, it was a challenge for me to only use things I already had on hand. So like I already had all the fabric, I had the patterns, I had the foam, I had the paint. I didn't buy anything new for the cosplay. Um, so it cost me zero dollars. So would you say that the best way to get into cosplay is like, like the main expense of like a beginner cosplay is probably getting the wig if your hair doesn't fit it um well with cosplay it could cost as much as you want it to cost. um like there there are budget-friendly options there's absolutely nothing wrong with you using your own hair even if it's not accurate or like you know closet cosplaying where like you know it's kind of similar to uh, a trend called disney bounding 
where like you wear things to kind of emulate the character even though like it's not the character um or you can be as accurate as you want it's and it's all up to you and your budget and your comfort level and going on to that fact like you have a large following on tiktok like how did it feel like seeing what first started as like a hobby and stuff like you you enjoyed halloween and stuff how did it feel seeing it stem from that and evolve into what it is now it, it doesn't feel real like i still don't see myself as like a big cosplayer in the community um until i recently went to a convention for the first time since the global panorama ding dong and just um a lot of people like came up to me and like crying being like oh my god i've been following you for so long and i'm like i forgot people follow me hello and then i would hug them and then that would make the crying worse yeah, uh, one of my friends met you when you was uh, when you went as Deku in the zero costume, and she she said that you were just very sweet and kind and stuff. Well, yeah, that's just how I go through life. Is like I'm nice to everyone until you give me a reason to not be nice to you. <laughs> yeah, that's just a fair way to go through life. Mm-hmm. Again, like you know, meeting fans and stuff. Like, what would you say, Joe? Would you say that's your favorite part of cosplaying or is there another aspect that's your favorite? Uh, my favorite part of cosplay um, is just a wonderful creative outlet for me. And I really like embodying other characters and I also love acting and stuff. So like being able to embody different personalities is just really fun for me. And especially since I didn't really like makeup growing up, uh, now uh, <laughs> younger me would look at me horrified right now. Um, but like, you know, being able to do makeup and like do the art form of like transforming your like face into like another face of like a character you really like. It's just, I don't know, it's just really cool. And I just really like it. And I don't have a deeper reason. I'm just like, I, it's fun. Like, if you enjoy it, just do it. Like, yeah, and again, on cons, what was your first ever like experience of going to a con in cosplay? Oh, uh, that's a little tricky to narrow down um, because I was cosplaying before I knew what cosplay was. Um, I just, like, the first time I dressed up to a convention, I think I was, like, Hermione from Harry Potter. Like, my mom crimped my hair to make it even more fluffy than it already was. Um, and, like, my brother was Draco and my mom was Malfoy's mom. And it was, I don't know, it was just fun. It was a very fun family bonding experience um like my family and i would do group cosplays for a while and then like once uh, once i grew up and got really really into anime like i didn't really dress up the in the shows that my parents dressed up as um because my parents would do more like jurassic park and ghostbusters princess bride stuff like that uh and i'm over here being uh a, a superhero boy who breaks all of his bones <laughs> like yeah. Like your favorite cosplay yeah, is, is YouTube. Like what actually got you into like watching like anime in the beginning? Uh, what got me into anime was Pokemon. Uh, I was obsessed with it as a kid. Uh, like I played the games, I watched the show and the movies. And then one time we ordered uh, Pokemon cards off eBay and there were a few Yu-Gi-Oh cards thrown in and my brother, like none of us had heard of Yu-Gi-Oh before. And my brother and I found the show and it has been a dis a circle, a downward spiral since then. So I don't, I don't know if, if I attribute me becoming an anime fan to Pokemon or to Yu-Gi-Oh, but it's, it's one of those two. I think for me, it's, it's probably Yu-Gi-Oh because I had the 
did you go dual disc like the actual disc i oh my god when i was a kid like i wanted one so bad and my parents wouldn't get it for me and i still like hold that against them to this day i'm like if you just got it for me we wouldn't have to i wouldn't have to like look at these scalpers who pay 200 dollars like are charging 200 dollars on ebay for it it's so expensive now. I saw the Yu-Gi-Oh! GX one on eBay for $300. Like, no, I want one. I, I cry. I just want a dual disc. It's the one thing, it's the one nerdy thing I've never been able to acquire that I want, and I'm so upset. And, like, yeah, you're, you know, you post on TikTok. Yes, How, like, what was your first, like, experience of, like, meeting someone from TikTok, like, have you ever done a, like a collab project with someone from TikTok and another cosplayer? Yes. Um, yeah, I've collabed with uh, Bucket Brown, Lexi the First, Kawaii Kiwi, um, uh, Goodbye Eli. Uh, there are so many others. My brain is blanking. <laughs> Friends, if I forgot you, I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, uh, it's crazy. Like, I like my cosplay friendship circle has grown so much because of TikTok. Like. It, like, I didn't even think that was possible. Like, I didn't even, like, I joined TikTok, like, pretty early on when it, like, became TikTok from Musical.ly. And yeah. I was just posting on it because Vine died. And I'm like, listen, I'm not missing out on the next Vine. Uh, and uh, turns out I was correct. Uh, and I just accidentally blew up just from posting my, con just content from my bedroom while I was in college. Like, your presence is felt by fans around the world at this point but how does that feel knowing that it's weird i'm gonna be honest because like people will say i'm cool and awesome and i'm over here like a gremlin a gremlin lizard person just like putting out like things that make me smile or make me laugh and people also like resonate with that and i'm like why i what i don't understand it's a very interesting thing like because of like yeah this is the age of social media and technology and so it's like it's exploding at this rate mm -hmm. and yeah. like it just get bigger and bigger and bigger so yeah on clubs do you prefer like you prefer doing like clubs with your friends or prefer doing like your own stuff like what's the preference between it like i i know like your schedules and stuff like you have to line up for clubs but what's your preference between the two uh, I like, I like to make content with my friends just because it's fun and I like hanging out with my friends and usually we're all content creators. So it's like awesome. Two birds, one stone. Um, yeah. And it just also depends on how bad my anxiety is because some of my friends, I'm like a hundred percent comfortable, like telling them my wacky ideas. And sometimes my brain is mean is like, Hey, if you like ask if it's okay to film this TikTok with them, they will hate you. None of my friends would do that to me, but that's why it's called a mental illness. <laughs> this is a good question. What is your like funniest experience doing cosplay? Like, what what is the experience that is like not necessarily weird, just just made you laugh? Like, uh, the funny funniest. Hmm, it's, it's kind of tricky because if it's something that's funny at my expense, I usually block that out. Um. I think, well, I, uh, I guess it's funny for people watching, but like when I see friends at cons that I haven't seen in a long time, I, I just like scream and run at them and then hug them. So I'm sure like, if you have no idea what's going on, you're just like, 
why is that person like freaking out? And I'm like, listen, I only see my friends at cons because I'm busy. <laughs> Following on from you know, uh, what's your dream cosplay that you haven't done yet but really want to do? Oh my goodness, there's two that have eluded me for years. Uh, it's Bayonetta from Bayonetta 2. Either her Sunday best gown or just her uh, standard outfit. Or Princess Rosalina from the Super Mario series. I've been wanting to do those forever and I just have never gotten around to it. What's the most like difficult like, makeup you've done for a cosplay? Uh, anything with body paint. <laughs> um... Specifically, well, the the most difficult one, because I've never succeeded, is Mina Ashido from My Hero Academia. I've never been able to figure out how to properly do her skin on my face. I've tried, and it just never works out. Um, and Dobby from My Hero Academia, just doing all the purple, is just very yeah. time-consuming. Because it's all over, it's, you know, the bottom half of your face, all like all of your exposed arms ears and yeah and under your eyes and it's not only just painting it a solid color you you gotta add dimension with other colors and like eyeshadow so that way it doesn't look just flat yeah and sometimes liquid latex like i watched my friend on her live stream do it she was live for two hours doing it mm -hmm. and she did the mino one she was live for two hours as well yep that sounds right would you say like to like a new cosplayer like build up to that like practice makes perfect basically in doing makeup oh yeah a hundred percent like again like i didn't like grow up doing makeup and my mom didn't know much about makeup so i had to self-teach myself um usually by um just watching tons of youtube tutorials or finding tutorials online back in the day deviantart was where you found everything um so yeah, if you just want to improve with cosplay, I highly recommend just like looking at cosplay tutorials. Even if you think you're never going to use that information, it's amazing how much like I'll pull like information from like a tutorial I read like five years ago. I'm like, oh yeah, I saw someone make feathers out of craft foam. So you don't have to use like actual feathers or things like that. You, you just never know when you'll need that information and it just like helps broaden your knowledge of the craft. And following on craft, what are your top three tips for crafting cosplay? Like, like for example, like people make from phone like Bakugan's Gauntlet or like Shinzo's Mask or stuff like that. And what's your top three tips on like making your craftsmanship? Uh, if you're sewing, uh, make sure that you're just patient and uh, just research like how you're supposed to sew different fabrics because some fabrics you don't need to worry too much about it um, and then other fabrics like organza, tulle, uh, delicate fabrics like you have to use certain settings. Stretch fabrics have specific needles and settings that you have to use. Uh, so just always do research if you're sewing. If you're looking to do um, foam work, uh, make sure you always have a sharp knife so that way your cuts are really nice and clean. Uh, you can always use sandpaper to kind of clean up the edges if you need to, but uh, that's a huge pain. And the best way to connect two pieces of foam together is contact cement. And I know everyone wants to use hot glue, but I live in a place where hot glue melts. Um, like so many cosplayers have like their cosplays disintegrate at yep. summer cons if you use hot glue. Yep. Follow on for materials. Like, what are your like go-to places to buy the material? Um, 
for foam, I use TNT Cosplay. Uh, they're based in Texas. Um, because they they like, you know, provide foam and foam materials like for cosplayers by cosplayers. Um, you can also find foam at like, you can find like craft foam, you know, at craft stores if you just thin foam. If you need thicker foam, like Home Depot, Lowe's has like foam floor mats, EVA foam floor mats that you can just sand the texture off. So like if you don't want to pay for shipping or you just like, you know, need to grab something like right then and there, like that's one way to get foam. Uh, with fabric, I go to local fabric stores and then if I can't find what I need there, I usually go to Joann's because I'm basic and there's not a lot of options here. Um, and when it comes to wigs, I either get my wigs off of Amazon with a lot of research or I get them from Arta Wigs because their their wig fibers are so gorgeous. They're just kind of pricey. Yeah, with Amazon, right? I make sure like if you buy wigs, like I make sure to look at the reviews and hope there's picture reviews. Yeah, basically, like only buy wigs if you can like see a picture in the reviews. And the following wigs, like, do you prefer to buy like commission pre-style or style your own? Um, I have not bought a commissioned wig ever. Um, I can't seem to find anyone who's ever has like slots open when I need it. So I, all of my wigs I've styled, um, which is, uh, I don't, take that as you may. My styling is not intensive, but I can style wigs. It just scares me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I've seen videos of people do this on TikTok. But have you ever had someone mistake you for a different character than you were actually cosplaying? Yes. Uh, who were you cosplaying at the time? I was cosplaying Umbreon and someone thought I was a goth Easter bunny. <laughs> and when I told them I was a Pokemon, they're like, oh, that must be a Pokemon that's too recent for me. Because apparently Gen 2 of Pokemon is too new for people. I, I don't believe it. It's like, excuse me. <laughs> yeah, the only Gen of Pokemon I don't is the current Gen. Cause haven't been watching it. Mm -hmm. It's like, if you don't know all the evolutions, you're not a real Pokemon fan. I'm sorry. <laughs> You've been to a few cons. Have you ever been on a panel at the cons? The cosplay? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've done a lot of, uh, I've done a good amount of panels over the years. What was your, like, first time doing a panel? Like, how was that, like, being asked to do a panel, basically? I... The problem is I don't remember the first time I was ever on a panel. The first memory coming to mind was um, my friends were doing like a villains panel and they're like, hey, do you want to be a part of the panel with us? And I was like, yeah, sure. Cause I brought my Bill Cypher cosplay with me and um, no one was really paying attention to us um, because like the, the, like where we were hosting the panel was like in this big open space. It was kind of where people just kind of hung out. So, but it was fun to like do it with my friends. I like doing panels with friends and I like doing panels where I can kind of like teach people, you know, like tell them like, you know, tips about cosplay, masquerade performance, stuff like that. I always love those. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure you've seen like those uh, comments on TikTok. Like, yeah, the comments on cosplay TikTok are, you know, like, what, what do you feel about like those type of people that are commenting like, you can't cosplay this person? Like, what do you feel about those? Because in my opinion, like anybody can cosplay. Oh yeah, anyone can cosplay anything, um, as long as you're not being, you know, as long as you're not being uh, racist with your cosplays. Like, don't darken your skin tone, please. 
I, 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 I want to stop hearing stories about this happening. We, we need to just like stop doing that. Um, but yeah, I just think that people who think like someone can't cosplay because of their gender, race, sexuality, yeah, etc., like whatever uh, stupid reason those people have, it, it, it's it's so dumb. Like cosplay's for everybody, and if you like say, oh, you can't cosplay this character, uh, just just stop being on the internet. Like just stop. <laughs> like cosplay is for everyone. Like anybody can do it. Like yeah. Like, people don't cosplay because they have to. They cosplay because they want to. Mm -hmm. And going back to cons, like, have you ever lost like a piece of cosplay at the fun, like misplaced or something? I lost my fork for Ariel, but I also stole the fork from the hotel, so like it wasn't mine to begin with. It's just I set it down, and so I forgot to bring it back to the hotel. So that hotel is forever missing a fork. And again, like, have you ever bought like a piece of cosplay from a con, like from the stores there? I actually haven't. Um, I buy wigs from cons if Arda Wigs or Epic Cosplay is boothing at the event, but I don't usually buy cosplays at the con. And then another con question: What was the biggest con you ever cosplayed? Uh, biggest con I ever what? Uh, cosplay that. Um, I guess San Diego Comic-Con. It's either San Diego Comic-Con or Anime Expo. I, I have not done I have not been to uh, an international convention yet. I hope an international con will guest me. Hi, international cons, if you're listening. I, 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 I'm entertaining and I, I'm really nice and I will, I will, I'll, I'll show up. <laughs> Please. Flights are expensive. Especially in this day and age. <laughs> Again, do you prefer to like make your own cosplay like or buy them? Um, I buy them if it's something that like you, I can easily attain or if it's something simple. Um, uh, like I ordered a, a cosplay, uh, of Anka from Animal Crossing, uh, yesterday. Um, because I just found like a dress on Amazon that works and I don't need to waste my time and have a headache if it's something I can easily, uh, get. And if it's something complicated, if it's too complicated, then like maybe I'll buy it or commission it. But like if there's a certain level of like, I know I can do this and it's cheaper if I do this, then I'll make it. I used to like try to make everything and that just stressed me out. Yeah, at the beginning, you say you've been cosplaying for about 10 years. What do you, what is your thoughts on the evolution of the cosplay community from about well, 2011 to now? Uh, the cosplay community's changed a lot, um, and even just how society views cosplay in general has changed a lot. Uh, cosplay's become a lot more mainstream, and a lot of people complain about that, but I think it's a good thing because resources are now readily available. Because back in the day, there weren't websites specifically for wigs, specifically for cosplays, there weren't whole industries around it. Uh, it was like there was like one shady w wig website that like you could get from, or you went on eBay, uh, and that was it. Uh, and you know, you couldn't find cosplays for everything. So you had to just try your best. And there wasn't like foam or paints and specifically for cosplay to make everything like easier. And also nowadays you can just order whole cosplays off Amazon. It shows up in two days. It's, that it still blows my mind that you can do that. Like, it's so crazy. And I think that it just really makes uh, cosplay as like an art form a lot more accessible to people. So like you get a lot more like very enthusiastic 
uh, kiddos running around the cons having fun. And you're like, oh, that's so sweet. Yeah, that's the thing I like about like what cosplay is doing like in this day and age. It's bringing people together that normally would have like not noticed each other like in everyday life. It's bringing people exactly. together. Like, it's promoting a sense of unity within the anime communities. Mm-hmm. And it's opening up anime to more people that have probably never seen it before. Yeah, um, that's also like a crazy thing is anime is a lot more accessible because uh, it wasn't my generation. It was the anime generation before me. Like you could only get anime like like DVDs that were like imported. Like it wasn't like there weren't streaming services for it. There weren't like channels that like would stream it frequently. Um, when I was growing up, you only really had like Yu-Gi-Oh, Pokemon, um, there was Zatch Bell on like Adult Swim. Adult Swim would have some anime. Yeah, and uh, what's the other one? Uh, the Toonami block. Yeah, so anime is just so much more accessible, which is amazing because we're getting like so many beautiful stories now because it's such a, a huge industry. And like, it's opened up for uh, artists. You, you see a lot of new artists, like in the indie artists, doing like cost, like anime-inspired art and doing their own like type of manga panels as well, like opening yeah. this wide range. Mm-hmm. Again, it's like you know, back to the cosplay. Is uh, do you think like typically uh, people uh, cosplay the people they match to in personality, like they gravitate towards those type of characters? <laughs> no, I think that um, like there are people who will gravitate to uh, characters that match their personality, but it's more hilarious that um, there are people who gravitate to characters that are the opposite. Or like in my case, like you know, Deku is a very conf- like fairly confident, fair like very optimistic, and I I like cosplaying him because like I kind of like feel those traits, and those are traits that I need more in my regular life. So like. Like, I'm nothing like Deku in real life, except for, like, my mumbling and, like, I freak out when people talk to me. Uh, but, you know, like, having, like, the, conf- like, you know, confidence and, like, you know, like, optimism that everything's gonna be okay and that, you know, you're gonna, you're gonna be a hero. Like, it, it really helps me personally. So, sometimes you're attracted to characters that aren't like you for cosplay just because, like, maybe it's something you need. Like a comfort character like you don't need to be yourself while you're in cosplay like it gives you an like escape let's say yeah and seeing i don't feel like seeing like on tiktok some of the comments like saying like you're their favorite cosplay or you're like what makes them happy at times like when they see your cosplays i just feel getting those type of comments my brain says it's not true and they're lying i know that's not it, it's just like I, I i just can't believe that my content makes people happy and what's weirder is that i've like knowing that i've inspired people to start cosplaying because i was like i still follow a cosplayer to this day that i've been following since basically day one um and you know like she inspired me to like start sewing my own cosplays and styling my own wigs so it's weird that i'm doing the same thing to others where do you think the cosplay community will go from now especially with how massive TikTok is that? Um, it's really hard to tell how the cosplay community is going to change. Um, what I hope is that it just be- keeps becoming like a safer and safer and more and more inclusive place because it is very, you know, uh, 
you know, there are a lot of members of marginalized communities that cosplay, you know, like the LGBTQ plus community um, and other communities. Um, and it's, we, we tend to, you know, hover towards this hobby and we all like really connect on a deep level, but there are like some bad eggs who are like, I want to ruin everything. We're like, okay, please leave. Um, so I'm just hoping that we kind of crack down on, um, you know, hateful people or trolls that, you know, want to ruin everyone's fun. Yeah. Um, so that way we can just keep having like a fun, safe space for us to express ourselves. What advice would you give to like uh, new cosplayers or like small cosplayers that are getting these type of troll comments? Uh, block and don't take it like don't take it personally because that person has no life uh and like I, it's so much easier said than done um because like uh when i was first growing on tiktok like i was like and i was starting to get like a lot of those comments like it really like th threw me off um it's just you you just have to learn that like as long as you're not hurting anybody and you're just like having fun and being yourself like don't care what other people think because you know people will always find a reason to not like you or be mean to you so you might as well be authentic and then find the people you like and block the people who are just shitty for no reason but luckily we have a lot of tools nowadays to kind of help protect um to help protect people like you can block like certain words and phrases um from even showing up in your comments um there's even like some like filtering options in like Instagram and TikTok settings where it's like, hey, like, like mildly moderate or heavily moderate um, my comments, or you can just turn comment sections off if you don't want to deal with that. Um, so I'm glad that we have more and more tools to protect ourselves. Yeah, I think because like, you know, it's more technological now, like there's more safety features because yeah, the internet's getting bigger, everything's getting bigger. But that also means the the dangerous parts that were originally smaller when they were small are getting bigger as well. So the more like safety features were. Yeah. And again, like yeah, TikTok's uh, filtering system is actually really good. Like how well it works. Mhm. Mm what makes you choose to cosplay a certain character? Like what draws you to a certain character? Uh, I wish I had a good explanation. I really don't. What draws me to a character is that I like them. I just, I wish there was a deeper meaning. I just, if it's just a character or a concept I like, I'll cosplay it. Or even like, I'm, uh, I think a, like twice I've cosplayed, like I've made a cosplay. I didn't know anything about the series or the character, but I was doing it with friends. So like, I wanted to have fun with my friends. But then I was, then I like did a bunch of research on the series uh, and the characters and like, it, like the characters always like perfectly fit me, which is weird. Um, so I'm just lucky at that point. That's like, oh, I would have picked this character anyway. But yeah, it's just, if I, if I just, if I want to cosplay a character, I put it on the never ending list that just keeps growing and never shrinks. Yeah, so that is what you're saying that the main advice for choosing someone you want to cosplay is if you like the character, you're more likely going to enjoy dressing up as them, cosplaying as them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's all the questions I have. So for a final sign-off, um, how good is your deck impression? Uh, it's okay. Okay. Um, 
Let's see. Would you be able to sign sign off the interview in your best Deku impression? I can try. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'm asking. Oh my goodness. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. Catch you all later. Plus Ultra. And that is the end of the questions. That was the Geekling Podcast with me, your host, Jed, and our special cosplaying guest, Heartless Aquarius. And we'll catch you on the next podcast. Thanks for listening and goodbye. <laughs>